Hi, this is Eileen Perez. You're listening to the CBH Podcast. You're goddamn right you are. My name is Jonas. I'm carrying the world. Thanks for all your show. Yes. Good morning. Good morning. Thursday, September 2nd. We've made it to September. That happened quick. It's September. I mean, you know, just getting back on the road, all of a sudden the months are flying by again. It's all happening much too fast. My boy just started school yesterday. Uh, He looks like a giant. He's like the biggest second grader in the history of second graders. That's probably not true, but it's it's close to true. I'm sure it's close to true. Uh, we're having a, a Macbeth day off today. An unplanned, an unscheduled Macbeth day off. Uh, this is speaking to the efficiency of our production team. Um, I, I grabbed one of our, um, uh, our uh, stage manager yesterday, and I said, you know, she says, oh, yeah, you guys are going to have a day off tomorrow. I said, oh, me? She goes, no, the whole cast. I said, uh What's happening? What you know? What? How is this working? She goes. He is so wildly efficient in putting the show up that we are just. You know, it was obvious because we just kept going back and running things. Like the show is has been put up. His energy is so infectious that people jumped right on board. It's really remarkable and proving that it can be done quickly too, which is which is probably a mistake. Uh, you don't you don't want everybody to know how quickly you can put up a show. <laughs> <laughs> they'll start cutting rehearsal time, but uh, um, it's just, it, it's incredible. And so we, we've got a day off, uh, which is fine by me. Always fine by me. I've got plenty to do. No, not just sit here and talk to you people. Um, my Giovanni score is now causing me, um, not nightmares, but s- we'll call them stress dreams, uh, which is a good thing. You know, I'm starting to like cycle. My memory is starting to cycle. And so I'm I'm waking up singing things, uh, if that makes any sense. And, and, and once these, uh, stress dreams start to happen about the thing that I'm studying, it just means that it's going well. It always, it always happens, uh, that I just sort of, you know, how you have that dream where you're like prepared, but you're not prepared. Every, every artist I've ever met, every singer I've ever met has this dream you re- you can't find one that hasn't had this dream in some capacity where in your head i mean in in the dream you have shown up to something or you're or you're about to go on stage and and it dawns on you that you never looked at act 3 or you <laughs> or you've never even heard of this title and you sort of let somebody think that you maybe did and you're <laughs> and you're jumping in there's like an odd stress dream about not being prepared and and um I've, I've heard this story over and over and over again from a lot of singers. It's a, it's a very common thread where you show up and you just don't know it. And, and I, I don't, you know, it's because we prepare on our own time. Uh, we don't have somebody holding our hand through preparation. You know, we're on the road. You don't have a regular coach or your teacher. You're just, you're preparing at your pace. And, and um, I'm somebody who ends up being wildly over-prepared. Uh, you know, to the point where sometimes it's hard to unlearn mistakes, uh, even. Uh, I have friends who roll in less prepared, and then they, they're sort of um, more malleable in the moment. Uh, uh, you know, whereas, whereas I, um, I put everything in muscle memory so that I don't have to think too much, and then, and then it's hard to unlearn it. Uh, but yeah, 
my Giovanni score is causing me stress dreams, which means I'm on the right track, which means I just got to keep on plowing through. That's how that works. But, um, I was talking with a with a buddy of mine, uh, you know, a, a, a guy going through some you know real life stuff, and and um, um, just trying to um, be supportive and and um, listen a bit, but also at the same time. Um, you know, I have found that I'm good at, um, pumping people up around me. Uh, I, I get a lot of satisfaction from see, from helping people see what I think they're great at and, and, um, reinforcing that in a way, you know, there were some, there were some, uh, singers when I was young that, that just said just a couple of small things to me that really stuck uh, they really, uh, you know, I've told the story before about Jose Cura in Munich, um, just, you know, just grabbing me and, and speaking to me very bluntly for somebody who barely knew me. Um, uh, and, and, um, it was a kick in the ass that I needed and, and, and not that I'm trying to kick anybody in the ass here, but, uh, I have found that I, I am good at, uh, confidence building. Uh, when I believe in the person, you know, I, I can't confidence build on, I can't, I can't champion, uh, mediocrity. It's very difficult for me. I'm, I, I think, um, I think I would have a hard time being a, a full-time teacher, um, in a university setting where you just sort of have to teach students regardless of their, of their level. You know, it's not that you can't improve on everyone, but if I didn't believe in their talent, it would be difficult to to stay motivated. Um, and it, and it's very difficult for me to, to stay motivated with anybody who doesn't take this as serious as I do. Uh, um, th- those things I find to be kind of a challenge when it comes to teaching. But, uh, when I believe in something and I see somebody who's got it and I don't think that they're working hard enough or believe in themselves enough or explode, exploiting the, the advantages around them, uh, I, I can't help but to say something. And, um, you know, just talking to my friend who's going through some real life stuff, he needed some of that and, and he is wildly talented and, and he has been held back in a lot of ways for a long time. And, and, um, you know, we just, I don't know if we had a breakthrough or what, but, but we certainly, we certainly got to a point where, um, you know, he was, he was feeling much more confident and, and, you know, like, like I said, there's, there's a lot of, a lot of real life going on over there. And so, uh you know, not, not to take, um, to take, uh, any amount of credit, but just, I enjoy these moments where I can speak with somebody and then I see them get fired up a little bit. Um, uh, you know, not everybody pans out, not everybody takes it all the way, but certainly lighting the fire, uh, is important. Uh, it's really important here. And there's a lot of young singers in this cast, you know, uh, uh, Sandra and Craig and I are kind of the, 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 um, senior members and then and then there's just a lot of you know smaller roles with young folks in the room and and um you can just sort of see in their eyes often that what they're lacking is just a little bit of confidence they're still intimidated they're still intimidated by the room or the people they're working with or the maestro or the director whatever it is you know when you're green you're green and you can't hide your nervousness and usually the people that are trying to hide it it's always extra obvious and so there's a lot of this um atmosphere in the room of just young nervousness and um the sooner those f- 
folks realize that they're supposed to be here. They're the ones got the job. The job is yours. You're here. Uh, the, the sooner they feel confident about that, the better the whole product is going to be. And uh, I've had the opportunity to, to speak with a lot of the younger guys. And, and um, you know, when I, when I hear what I like to hear, it's easy to, to let them know. And I think that's important. Uh, I, I think it's important. There were uh, one time uh, after a, um, a messiah in Michigan, of all places, uh, a very well-known bass baritone who was um, dating the mezzo at the time, or still, they may even be married. Regardless, irregardless, um, it was a guy that I really looked up to and somebody who I, I had uh, worked with when I was young and, and was just very much in awe of his talent. And he was at this show, which was already kind of intimidating, although we're probably, you know, at this point, sharing most of the work, sharing most of the same work. Uh, you know, we, we, we kind of leveled out for a guy that's probably 10 years older than me, but... Uh, uh, you know, we're sort of in the same realm now, but at the time I was very intimidated and to see him out at the show. I thought, Oh my goodness, <laughs> it's funny how it hits you. You feel like a kid again. And, and he came to me after the show and I don't know whether he remembered working with me or not. It doesn't really matter, but, um, he was very, uh, very complimenting of me and I'm not, I don't feel good about any handle that I do. <laughs> I, that's not my strong suit anymore. It's, <laughs> it's hard to get that the race car up that fast and um and he and he you know came up and he's very complimenting and I told him how much that meant to me and and uh, he said he said he was trying to you know dismiss my my graciousness um uh he says look normally I don't say anything uh so you know I I felt like I wanted to and 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 uh, you know it would be just as easy for him not to have uh very easy but but felt the need to say it, and and um, I I try to be the same thing. I try to be the same way for the people around me. Uh, what do we want? We want this product to be so good. We want everything in the show to be great. When it's a team effort, and I was talking about this yesterday with my wife, and talking about um, extracurricular stuff for my son. You know, he's an only child, and and um, you know, so much of what he does is alone. And and I said, I think he needs a team sport. I played team sports my whole life, you know, growing up, uh, it was baseball and basketball and, 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 uh, you know, anytime there was a, a group getting together to play sports, I wanted to be a part of it. And, and there's something about playing on a team and, and you can tell, you can tell in a rehearsal who has had this experience in their life and who hasn't, <coughs> excuse me. And, and so often we're kind of dealing with an entity that that has no concept of team they only have a concept of me and and um it's all about them no matter what now that's not true in this production whatsoever we have a we have a total team here but i have been in plenty of shows um without naming names of people that have absolutely no sense of team and it's to the detriment of the performance um these, these people believe, well, as long as I'm doing great, that's all that matters. I don't care what anything else is happening in the room. As long as I'm great, then the show is great. But that's not true. It's really not true. It may be true for their career. It may be true for their pocketbook. It may be true for their own psyche. But um, the show as a whole is always better when everybody is in it together. And I go back to this show constantly. It was the Billy Budd in San Francisco. There were no stars in that show. There were no, it was nobody's show. 
I mean, you know, and not and not to be disparaging to to the to the major characters in the show, you know, the the Veer or the or the Billy Budd, you know, they were they're phenomenal uh, performers who who could have easily taken the show from anybody, but it's not what it was about. It was a team. It was it was all of these guys in a team. We felt it, we lived it, and we performed it, and it was absolutely phenomenal. And I have to think that that is far better. And I know we're in a business of selling celebrity or selling uh, our divas or our superstars, and and I'm and I try to be one of those people too. You know, I, I'm that's that's been my goal too. But um, when I can gather the people around me and and help them understand that. This is better when we're all in it together. Uh, our product overall goes through the roof. It has to go through the roof. And and to speak further on David McVicker in that, there is no unimportant person in the room. I've seen him give the same attention to a super that he gives to the diva. I've seen him give the same attention to to the third the the, the third um, tenor in the chorus as he does to the maestro. There's nobody unimportant in the room to David McVicker. And that gives everybody, everybody, a sense of purpose in the scene. Why am I here? What am I doing? What's my ob- objective? I go from here to there. What happens between here and there? What do I know? What don't I know? What did I, what did I experience before I got to this scene? You know, everybody, everybody in the room is considering this. And the show goes through the roof. This is... um a far greater approach and it it speaks to this idea of selling one person or selling a show uh i i, I don't know uh, opera singers aren't famous the way they once were we do have our famous people and i love to see Jonas Kaufman and Bryn Terfel on the on the call sheet i know it's going to be phenomenal but it it ends up being about them um it, it just can't help it when it's when it's that sort of fame and and I and sometimes I think you lose the sense of of the performance and and the same thing is true in Hollywood too you know if if you put some you, you put a certain person in a in a movie it just can't help but to feel like a vehicle for them as opposed to this movie and and um, you can have both but you understand what I'm talking about uh, and so I've I've um, I think it's important for me as I as I um, become the, <laughs> the guy with more gray hair in the room than others, uh, that, I, uh, that I bring everybody into the realm of we're all in this together because the show just elevates. It just elevates, and that's exactly what we're dealing with uh, in this room. Um, it's, it's, it's going so well, we're getting extra days off. I can't, <laughs> I don't remember the last time that happened. Just like, okay. You know, we're, we're basically done. We need to get on the stage now. There's not a ton of reason for us to keep running through this in the room. Uh, you know, Macbeth is not uh, the longest Verdi opera, but it's also not the shortest. And, and, um, but if it's done, it's done. It's, uh, you don't want to overcook something. And so here we are buying, uh, buying extra days off. I feel like I'm just running my mouth this morning. I'm a little bit caffeinated. Anyway. I'm fired up. I'm fired up for whatever's next. Um, um, you know, uh, periodically throughout my life, I have I have determined that I needed to uh, define and write down what was what was my current fire. What am I working for? What am I doing? What what do I need this for? And 
And uh, in, in talking with my buddy who's going through some stuff and, and, and talking with some of the younger guys in the, in the cast, I, I'm fired up about elevating others, um, especially those around me in the show. Uh, uh, when you can pull the stress off of the one or two or three well-known singers in the room to carry something, because that stress is, is significant. Um, when everybody elevates uh, and you sort of distribute the, the attention and the stress, the whole thing runs much better, you know? All the stress can't be on, on the front tires. You know, it's got to be four tires. Was that a good analogy? I just thought of that. <laughs> Idiot. Oh, man. I love you for listening. Uh, this is episode, I think this is episode 93. We're going to keep rolling. Uh, I got a dinner date tonight with some old friends. And uh, I'm going to pretend to be a young man and stay out late and all those things. <laughs> uh, yeah. Okay. I love you for listening. Thanks, everybody. Have a great weekend. And uh, we'll see you on Monday. Okay. Thanks. Bye. Bye.